Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One more playwright says it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. All right. Today is uh, June the 22nd, 2019. It's me and Craig. Hey, hey and Craig. It's Craig. <laughs> hey, Rich. And, and once again, uh, Deb is uh, out we're, uh, during our last weekend of Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. And then we can have our weekends to, uh, back. Oh. So, uh, so I'm happy about that. And uh, we've had a pretty good production. And today's a wonderful day. It's going to be really, really hot. Yes, we, uh, we have crossed the prime meridian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think, what is this, summer equinox? Is this, this is the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That'll be tomorrow. Summer has happened. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we're going to dive into uh, First Kings, uh, but first, before we do that, uh, let me engage us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, we love you so much, and we thank you for welcoming us up, waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We thank you for um, engaging us in the Bible, for motivating us, for diving into your word once again to understand what you have to teach us. Um, The Bible's been around for thousands of years, and uh, yet it's still living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts into heart and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and conditions of the heart. And we want to be judged, and we want want (coughs) your words to pierce us so that we can... Um, be we can feel you know uh, what you want us to feel, and we can be bonded with our brethren uh, who are all around us we 're all children of 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 you, heavenly Father, and uh, we want to connect with others, we want to do your word to do the things that you want us to do, and to be who you want us to be, to be the Christians, to be the true children of the living God, and we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are is touched by the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Well, that's a lot to ask for, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do what we can. Sure. Hey, Rich, I'm going to go ahead and read this really long passage and sure. just get, get it out of the way so that everybody can get a, get a prep. Absolutely. You know, and then we can kind of like, uh, you, know, you know, kind of hopefully, you know, take it apart, delve into it and see where it takes us in our conversations today. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at, uh, I'm looking at First Kings, uh, verse or chapter 19, um, one, verse 1 through 15, which is kind of long. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to get to it right now. Okay. Um, first Kings, what, what was the chapter again? Um, it's it's uh, First Kings uh, chapter uh, 19. Got it. Um, it's a l- rather long, but you know, okay. interesting passage. Uh, 1 through 15. I'm ready for you. Okay, so, uh, so um, I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, how he had killed all uh, Baal's prophets with the sword. Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah with this message. May the gods do whatever they want to me if by this time tomorrow I haven't made your life the life of one of them. Elijah was terrified. He got up and ran for his life. 
He arrived at Beersheba in Judah and left his assistant there. He himself went farther into the desert, a day's journey. He finally sat down under a solitary broom bush. He longed for his own death. It's more than enough, Lord, to take my life, because I'm no better than my ancestors. He lay down and slept under the solitary broom bush. Then suddenly, uh, a messenger tapped him on and said uh, to him, Get up, eat something. Elijah opened his eyes and saw flatbread baked on glowing coals and a jar of water right by his head. He ate and drank and then went back to sleep. The Lord's messenger returned a second time and tapped him. Get up, the messenger said. Eat something because you have a difficult road ahead of you. Elijah got up, ate, and drank, and went refreshed by that food for 40 days and nights until he arrived at Oreb, God's mountain. Uh, there he went into a cave and spent the night. The Lord's word came to him and said, Why are you here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I've been very passionate for the Lord God of heavenly forces because the Israelites have abandoned your covenant. They have torn down your altars. They have murdered your prophets with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they want to take my life too. The Lord said, Go out and stand at the mountain before the Lord. The Lord is passing by. A very strong wind tore through the mountains and broke apart the stones before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord wasn't in the fire. After the fire, there was a sound. Thin. Quiet. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his coat. He went out and stood at the cave's entrance. A voice came to him and said, Why are you here, Elisha? He said, I've been very passionate for the Lord God of heavenly forces because the Israelites have abandoned your covenant. They've torn down your altars and they've murdered your prophets with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they want to take my life too. The Lord said to him, Go back through the desert to Damascus and anoint Hazal as king of Aram. All right. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of kings is interesting. Well, you know, you get a lot of a lot of natural uh, natural disasters. Are, well, I guess we call earthquakes, fires, uh, mm-hmm. you know, storms. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of drama. <laughs> it's amazing. Elijah goes through this amazing journey and having to endure, you know, the the weather and and all of this, and just for the Lord to say, "Go back." Mm-hmm. So it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on it? Uh, well, uh, you know, there, I've got a little, you know, helpful sheet that, that, mm-hmm. that we use when we study. We do our study on Wednesdays. And uh, I guess they're kind of like, you know, because the Old Testament is full of, you know, a lot of like God's power. Sure. You know, God's power, God's power with earthquakes and the fiery bush with Moses and, all, you mm-hmm. know, the way he, he, he's t- he, he, you know, he kind of leads the people through laws and mm-hmm. fear and yeah. and. You know, you know examples of his might and his and, 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 and his fury, and uh, you know, and I think you know a lot of Christians still kind of get that message, you know, mm-hmm. and, and people who were turned off to Christianity get that message, yeah, you know, because it's there, it's there <coughs> in the Old Testament, it's there, mm-hmm. and then this is kind of like, and then you look in the New Testament, there's you know, it kind of it's a lot different. It's you know, it's all about love and peace yeah. and and. and uh, 
and uh, finding finding a way to like be a rebel without having to scream and rant and you know and you know persecute people who aren't good mm-hmm. you know it, I think this is the first message where it's kind of like you know we see God in in stillness in the quiet mm-hmm. that that one passage you know where after all the earthquakes and fires and and when there was a small sound, a very small sound, yeah, and that that was the voice of the Lord. The Lord was in that sound, mm-hmm. in that very small. And and in a way, and, and of course, you know, you have to think of Elijah, very, you know, frightened, weak. Sure. Um, you know, he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, leading the charge. Yeah. And he's totally, you know, you know, powerless. Mm-hmm. So. And the, and the Lord was with him in that. Yeah. And I think, you know, what it says to me is like, you know, a lot of times I'll, my my head will be pounding. It'll be my brain will be full of snakes. You know, I'll think uh, all I'll hear is my voice. Yeah. You know, and and or the voice that says like, you know, get up, do something. Sure. You know, like you know, get up, that messenger, get up, mm-hmm. wake up. You know, and. Uh, and and I'll just I'll just hear that voice, or I'll I'll be turned off by all the voice like you should do this, you should do that. Yeah, you're not you're not living right. Yeah, and uh, or you know, and I'll uh, and I'll forget like you know, it's yeah yeah God God we always talk about God is mighty, God is powerful, mm-hmm. and so forth. But I think God, if God is everywhere and and we're looking for a sense of purpose, we need to kind of be ready to hear that silence. Mm-hmm. We need to kind of shut off our own egos. Yeah. Uh, God, and if you really want to know what your purpose is, if you really want to find, you know, how to how to do the right things, you know, for yourself and for, you know, the people that you love and the people that you want to love and the people that you want to see, mm-hmm. you know, receive love, you know, you, you really need to kind of see them, you know, see the, see the, you know, that God's there in the weakest person, in the smallest person. Yeah, that's exactly and right. The person with the most need, and the person you'd ignore, you know, and children and, you know, maybe <coughs> people you disagree with, you know, politically or people you don't associate with. Yeah. Uh, or, or people that maybe, you know, you might want to avoid. You know, uh, like, you yeah. know, like, like, you know, people who are poor, people who, you know, sure. those, those are the small, quiet voices. Yeah. I had two, I had two hot takes, <laughs> as they say in sports, uh-huh. regarding First Kings and regarding what you're saying. It is interesting. Um, you know, you talk about uh, seeing God everywhere, and it's something that my grandmother instilled in me mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. I think I told that story beforehand where, you know, uh, my grandmother would tell me, God is everywhere. I'm like, what about when I'm using the bathroom? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's there too. Yeah. But there's a great deal of intimidation in First Kings. You know, oh, yeah. um, Elijah. Yeah, I forget who. I forget who the king is. Solomon. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to let me let me jump back to the uh, very very first. My yeah. iPad is a little slow. Um, um, how Ahab yeah. told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. To Elijah saying, may the gods deal with me, was afraid. So, well, Elijah, I mean, so who was the one who's killed every everyone except for, that was that Ahab? I believe so, yeah. Okay. But in any case, you know, there's a great deal of intimidation. And, and even in today's world, when we when we ask for God's blessing or we, or we need, the, you know, God, please, you know, guide me through, you know, what I'm going through, like in right. our jobs yeah, and in right. our relationships. And you got a health concern. Yeah, health concern. Yeah. 
But there are individuals, there are organizations that try to intimidate us, that try to enforce their beliefs on us, or they try to get us to, you know, like we had talked uh, earlier in another um, episode about uh, the three boys who were in the fiery furnace mm-hmm. and how they were told, hey, you, if you don't want to go into the fiery furnace, just, you know, denounce your God. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we're not going to do it. So we, we deal with intimidation a lot in our lives where we're told, hey, you know, compromise what you believe. You know, just go with the flow and things will be, you know, just fine. And I'm sure it happens in our job. You were telling me during breakfast that, uh, you know, that not to put your boss in, you know, your business. But, you know, like you had, uh, I could think a colleague say, hey, listen, we want you to do this or we want you to handle your sales this way or whatever. And Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting some direct orders. <laughs> right, exactly. And, of course, it may go into conflict with how you believe. And it, it, you know, it may. Yeah. It may. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm more interested in like listening to the quiet voice, taking, mm-hmm. t- taking the long game right now. Right, exactly. Uh, because I've been in enough situations where I've reacted to that, you and know, due to a sense like, hey, that's you know, mm-hmm. you know, this is unjust. I've got to point it. I got to point that out, you know, right. and, I'm, and that's not fair. Yeah, you know, and I've got to rectify that. I got to yeah. fix that. I've got to, you know, I'm, you know, somebody hits you, get mm-hmm. up, hit them back. You know, yeah. don't just lay there. And uh, you know, I've, I've I've dealt with the world yeah. that way in a lot of in a lot yeah, of times. Which exactly was my point. I was yeah. I was basically saying, you know, when you have these individuals that come into your life that try to enforce you, you may say, "Oh my goodness," you know, God isn't around, or you may have a tendency to react immediately to what's going on. Yeah, of course. Instead of relaxing and just you know recentering yourself, especially when, if you're a Christian. Then when Christ came around, said came around and said, turn the other cheek, people are like, what? Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. You mean just lie back? Yeah. I mean, if you're right, mm-hmm. say so. Act so. Yeah. You know? No, sometimes you have to show that, you know, you know, you don't have to show you're right. You just have to let the other person find out they're wrong. Yeah. You know, and go on. Yeah. And get away from that. My, you know, I think you know, my daddy once said, never get into a, never get into a fight with a chimney sweep. Oh, okay. They'll make you as dirty as they are. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know? Funny, funny, funny. Funny, funny, funny. But, you know, people have heard that before, and it's true. Yeah. You know, it's not really about turning the other cheek. It's about not, you know, you know, it was mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, I think it was Michelle Obama. When they go low, you go high. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, you know, it's it's just a, it, it's about integrity. Yeah. It's about truthfulness. And, how, and you don't get that truthfulness with all you want to hear is your own righteous voice screaming. Right. You get truthfulness when you... Stop and listen yes. quietly and let your personality mm-hmm. melt away. If you want, you know, sometimes faith is just allowing God in wisdom yeah. to just be God. Yeah. And not trying to make him make you like some kind of puppet yeah. be you. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to release mm-hmm. and understand that. You know, you're not there to be controlled by God. We're here to walk the walk. We're here to try and, you know, repeat and, and be by example God's message. Mm-hmm. But that requires us being true and and at peace with ourselves mm-hmm. and at peace with others. And, yes. And that means just letting go of, of your ego. Yeah. You know? You had mentioned and something. Listening, to- and listening to that quiet voice. Exactly. You had mentioned something about the long game, uh-huh. and I think it's a wonderful concept to mm-hmm. uh, to think about. 
God has a long-term plan. Oh, like maybe universal, no Absolutely. time, <laughs> past, Absolutely. present, future, something I can't really understand. Exactly. Yeah. And where's well, your place in that cosmos? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that uh, not only a long-term plan for you, but a long-term plan for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, when Elijah is reacting to what's happening right in front of his face, he is, you know, he's he's running away from his life. He's tired. He needs to be fed, you know, he, and he's running, running, running to this mountain. And when I think about the peacefulness of God, God is basically telling us, listen, you can react to what's happening now, but listen, in the long term, everything's going to be okay. And you have to have faith in that. You have to believe in that. I have a plan. These Israelites who have turned their back to me and who are burning the synagogues and, and doing all sorts of crazy things, don't worry, these are still the 12 tribes of Israel. These are still my chosen people. And things are going to be okay yeah. in the long term. I think about, you know, like the election. I've had so many interviews with people on the Yay and on my other podcast, I'm an American too. And I've asked them, are you confident about America and how things are going to go? And people have been very pessimistic. I think, you know, you had mentioned being a little pessimistic about Trump and, you know, people worried about him winning a re-election. Well, and I'm, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's pessimism. I just kind of like – I take a worst-case scenario. Well, sure. And then if it doesn't turn out like I, that like mm-hmm. that bad, I go like – You well, get pleasantly surprised. Well, yeah, then I go like, <laughs> well, it's not that bad. Right, you know? yeah. You know? But people are being traumatized. You know, if you're a, a young girl who's worried about being pregnant and there's no par- Planned Parenthood because – Because you're, you live in St. Louis. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or you're an illegal, Im- or you're an immigrant, or illegal immigrant, legal immigrant. Um, I had a friend of mine. Uh, They're knocking down doors on tomorrow morning. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know that's what's happening this week. So there are storms, just like Elijah had to deal with a storm. And our message is, although it sounds Pollyannish, everything's going to be okay. Well, I think we have to listen to those people. Yeah. Stop listening to the the big, loud, noisy folks. I exactly. Because there's always going to be that. I mean. What he, you know, what he, wa- it doesn't say what he's walking back to. Right. It's just the, it's just the inner strength. Yeah. And not just, and not that's not just the, the earthquakes, not the fires, not, not the force, mm-hmm. not the mightiness yes. of God. It's the, it's the inner strength of Elijah mm-hmm. that, that's going to make him do it. Yeah. And hey, man, I mean, picture, can, I'm sure some people can. Mm-hmm. Picture a world where you're alone. Yeah, where your community and your purpose for being within that community are all destroyed, or so you feel. Mm-hmm. And the people who know you're around don't want you around. Yeah. Um, gee, I wonder how that feels. And I and I'm sure people go like, hell yeah, I understand how that feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, I think that's I think that's why this is here, is so that we can. You know, when we read these words, we kind of put ourselves into the various, you know, corners of the story. Yeah. The characters and the plot lines of the story and the points of view of this story. And I think people, you know, relate to Elijah real well. Mm-hmm. You know, especially people who feel like their their only, only purpose in life is to do something right and it all goes wrong. Mm. You know, I'm, I, I know somebody who feels that way. Yeah. I know a lot of people who go like, oh, man, yes. I, I have felt that way. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and I just wanted to scream. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to fight back. Yeah. But I had to run, and I had to hide, and mm-hmm. I had to, like, not show people my weakness and not be crushed by their strength. Yeah. And their power. I had to get to 
myself to a desert. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to starve myself because I was depressed and lonely. Sure, I had to say I'm not worthy of this, and I, and this is, and I had to feel sorry for myself. And people ask me what was going on, I say I'll explain to them over and over. It's because you know, everything I fought for, everything I believed, has mm-hmm. has turned to dust. Yeah, you know, I know people who felt that way, and 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 uh, and so people. People get this character a lot. Yeah, the proverbial desert. I, I think about that. I think about um, the metaphor of it. J- well, yeah. I mean, times in my life where I had to sort of crash and burn yeah. because I thought I had all the answers and I had to sort of be brought down to size. You know, whether whether you know it be by you know malicious people or just people who care. It was like, listen, I care about you, Reg, but you got to look in the mirror. You know, you're not all of who you think you are. And you get stripped down, and you begin to lean on God. And yeah, you start to understand every single meaning of the word humble. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we've talked about that before. Yes, yes, we to have. To be humiliated. Yeah. You know? and, and here, you know, there's a humbleness that's, that's, that's kind of actually very, very beautiful. Yeah. The quiet noise, the quiet sound. Mm-hmm. That the, there's, a, there's an understanding, there's a wisdom there's a truth to it. At loud earthquakes and storms and fires, yeah, yeah they yeah. make their point. Mm-hmm. But they, all they do is like strike fear and confusion. Yeah, you know, and 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 make you feel like I'm not worthy. Well, yeah, there. If you need an example of how, you know, helpless and you know I am, mm-hmm. just put me next to an earthquake or a fire, and you'll 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 see how human and humble I can be. But here there's a there's a strength in that kind of humility. Yeah. You know, here there's a message in that kind of humility. There's a truth in it. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've been with you, Reg. I've been, you know, kind of like, hey, it, maybe it's something I've done or maybe it's something others have done to me. But no matter, you, you know, you go to that metaphorical desert and I, I look at myself and I go like, you know, hey, man, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm like barely standing. Yeah. You know, I can't. I can't be expected to do anything decent at this point. Yeah. I'm just feeling sorry for myself and feeling beat up. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. I think about, you know, we talk about the, the proverbial desert where you have to sort of rebuild yourself. But I think about the proverbial storms. I'm looking at verse 11. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And I think about that. I mean, you know, it's something we've talked about earlier. There's so many storms that we, and and the thing that strikes me about Elijah, Elijah is not affected by it. Um, He pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. I mean, he is being subjected to everything that's happening around him. Maybe he initially thought, this is the Lord, you know, and well, of course. I mean, that in all the Old Testament, that's the way the Lord presented it. Exactly. Uh, up until yeah, now, right. But the powerful thing about it is, we can expect someone to run. Let's say if there's an earthquake, everyone talks about, oh, you know, we're, you know, they're, um, we're, we're on the the uh, what do they call it? The the line. Yeah, the fault line. Yeah, the fault line uh, here in the Bay Area, and there are people who project that. Um, do you have to get that? Your phone. But in any case, there are people who predict that, um, you know, we could be heading for an earthquake, you know, at any given moment. But the storms that happen in our lives may seem cataclysmic and we can react to it. And but Elijah is told, as a matter of fact, in the beginning of 11, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. The Lord is coming. Mm -hmm. The Lord, you know, just be prepared. The Lord is going to be with you. Uh 
And I get a sense that, and maybe it's just me, that Elijah has a sense of calm as these storms and the winds and the earthquakes and the, you know, the mountains shaking and rocks are cracking. Um, we need to be confident that everything's going to be okay. We need to be confident that the, um, the, the silence and the whisper and the peace of the Lord is more powerful than any storm, than anything that could be thrown at us. If you have that foundation, and, and I don't know that we speak to people who are Jewish or agnostic or atheist, whatever your foundation is, whatever the thing that you stand on to, you know, your faith, your beliefs or whatever, as, Christian, as a Christian, my faith is in God, in Jesus Christ. I believe every time I walk out my door, no matter what happens in the world, no matter what storms hit me, you know, um, I'm going to be okay. I had an incident that happened uh, uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? I th- no, it, I'm sorry. It was on Thursday where um, I'm, I'm about to go on stage or whatever. And one of the um, stagehands sort of, you know, he, he did something to sort of piss me off. And I wanted to sort of react. And you know me. I'm a very calm, you know, calm person. And, you know, it's, it takes a lot to, to get me to react. Right. But I, I sort of felt that the person was sort of picking on me. Uh, and, but I said to myself, listen, I don't know all the details and God is still with me inside of me and God is working with everyone. Everyone is going through issues and everyone, you know, it's not about the one thing that you keep on telling me when I have interactions, it's not necessarily all about me. Mm-hmm. No, afraid <laughs> not, man. You know, you know, you think your ego is strong. You're not the only one, man. Exactly. You know, we're we're preaching right now. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, God, we don't mean to, but you know, yeah. you know, I guess we're talking to all the loud people, sure. all the earthquake fire people. Yes. All the people who feel as though you know we have to, they have to show their strength. That's exactly in right. order to, in order to get attention. I'm yes. in the wine business, and a lot of people, you know, the very first the wine they like are the ones that get their attention. It's the ones that just. Blow you away. Yeah. Blow you away. Blow your palate away and yeah. make your tongue all purple and <clears throat> get you really, really drunk. You know, those are the ones that people like when they're first get you know, getting on with it. It's the way, you know, it's the you go, oh, man, this tastes just raw, it's big, it's bold. And, you know, after a while, you know, the ones that get your attention are the ones that have subtlety and That's nuance. Great. And, That's a great and, analogy. And, you, know, and, you know, it's just – and I always say – and they ask me, you know, people who are new to it. Yeah. Like, Why do I like all this stuff? And it's like, well, you're just starting out. Yeah. Everybody likes the things that get their attention. Everybody, when they go to a party, they like the blonde on the sofa. You know, the one that's just laying there going like, wow, look at her. Yeah. You know, um, that's, you know, it's not unusual. It's it's totally right. Yeah. It's totally, you know, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, new to when I'm, when you know if you're if you're new to spirituality if you're new to this idea yeah. Christianity you know it's the big powerful storms the earthquakes and the fiery bushes that impress the hell out of you sure Christ comes along and like says like why don't we just sit down and have a quiet dinner with a leper yeah totally turns it upside down it's yeah a, it's a refinement it's a nuance yeah and uh, so when I listen you know when like like you're talking about this uh, you had a choice, you know, to either kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, hit hit that aggression head on. That's right. You know, with this person. Yeah. Or kind of go like, you know, look, God's if God's working with me, God's working with them. Yeah, that's and right. Maybe they're not tuned. Yeah. I can be tuned. Yes. And you kind of do this uh, this kind of emotional aikido where you just kind of turn the situation around. That's and go exactly like, right. You know, somebody cuts you off on the freeway. You know, uh, you know, you know. A lot of times you go, ah, oh, didn't. 
damn you. Right. You know, you nearly <coughs> called an accident. And yeah. Then, you know, somebody in the passenger seat will say, like, you know, maybe, you know, they have a pregnant woman who needs to get to the hospital. Right yeah. Now. You know, don't think about ter- things in terms of, like, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe they're having a really bad day and you just saved their life. Yeah. You know, by, like, yielding. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, it's, it, it is. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like sometimes the passion, mm-hmm. you know, of uh, you know of life. Sure. <laughs> you know, you know at the may, moment. may feel as though you're moving in the right direction and, yeah. you, and you're, you're righteous. But, yeah. you know, there's this other there's mm-hmm. this other side of, 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 of mm-hmm. working with humanity. And I'm not talking about being a, a damn doormat. Right. Of you know, that's exactly uh, you right. Know, I'm not talking about like, well, I'm just going to like be quiet. Yeah. You know, because, no, I'm talking about you assess the situation yeah. you thought about it you, you thought about the choices and mm-hmm. you thought about like which one's going to make me feel better yeah and know? as an addendum i had a wonderful show i basically says listen let me just you know <laughs> pass this thing let me just pass these emotions by focus on what i need to do on stage you got some, and got some good energy out and of it. got some good energy out of it yeah. and you're absolutely right you know people may hear this and say oh you know you you're absolutely crazy i'm reading this wonderful book by tanishi coates who is a black writer, he writes for the Atlantic magazine, and he wrote We Were Eight Years in Power, and it talks about Barack Obama. He's using Barack Obama as a sort of a lens to look at race relations in America. And how they have, how they, where they were, and, you know, as, as, this, uh, as this president opened that, opened exactly. that the eyes to people. Yeah. And he also talks about American history, and, you know, not just about black people, but, you know, white people and abolitionists and the antebellumers and some of the baggage that we still carry today. And I think about protesting, you know, like uh, not being a doormat. You know, there's a passage where, you know, uh, Malcolm X poo-poo's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He's like, what are you talking about? Turn the other cheek, you know. It's eye for an eye, dude. Eye for an eye. Down <laughs> of the bullet. You know, yeah. if you, I don't get a right to vote. I'm going to bring out my Uzi and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John Lewis, who They're is— They're armed. Why can't we be armed? A- exactly. Yeah. And uh, But it, it comes—and, of course, I'm speaking from a Christian perspective— from a lack of faith. It's like, well, listen— no one's going to come and rescue me if someone, you know, chastises me or whatever. I'm going to grab a gun. Yeah. Someone, you know, you talk about, you know, there are uh, earthquake-type people and earthquake-type personalities. You mean loud people who talk loud a lot? People talk well, loud. Who are they? And there are some people who are like, well, hey, I've got to match fire with fire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be loud, too. I'm going to be louder, too. It's a competition. And all of a sudden, nobody's listening to one another. And all of a sudden, we're making the situation even worse. And King was very astute. Uh, there's a wonderful book, Walking with the Wind. I've talked about it all the time, mm-hmm. where King talks to, you know, he's talking to the people of SNCC, SNCC, and the SCLC. And, and, you know, in these meetings before they would do these protests, they would say, listen, the cameras are on us. People are going to see who is the aggressor and who is, you know, this is the long-term game. We have a long-term, you know, this we've got to think three or four moves ahead. Yeah. This is a game of chess. It's not about our generation. Right. Yeah. This is about the next generation. And the next. If the, so, or as far as you can see. Exactly. Yeah. So when we engage in nonviolence, we know that God is with us. We have our foundation with us. We will endure the storms. We will endure the winds and the fire and the brimstones and Bull Connor and the dogs and all that stuff. We will survive. We will be okay. We have to have faith in that. And he was he was right. Yeah, well, it, you know, I mean, if you look at the Bible, and this is how we're, this is why we're here. We're, mm-hmm. gonna, we're examining other books, too, which is great. Yes. Other books I've read, which is, oh, my God, really good. Mm-hmm. People you should look at if you care about those things. Sure. Uh, but, you know, just, just in terms of, like, you look at the Bible, this progression of thought and mm-hmm. this progression of reality. 
by the time Christianity comes, it's really needed. Yeah. Because the other things hadn't really been working and are were unrefined. Mm-hmm. You know, not really. <laughs> you know, didn't get people as close mm-hmm. in the way that they should be. Yeah. With each other, mm-hmm. with the idea of harmony and existence in a world, with the idea of becoming closer to that God idea. I mean. And, and the sacrifice God made with Christ and the big experiment of Christianity after mm-hmm. the resurrection that really catch on. Yeah. You know, even though there's no body of God here walking the earth. Yeah. Physically, you know, making miracles and making a big scene. Mm-hmm. You know, are they just going to be able to do this on their own? Yeah. And uh, and the. And, and the the way the message evolved from one that was very, very loud and bombastic to one that was uh, human, mm-hmm. full to, Full of frailty, full of full of compassion, full of quiet. The, a lot of that quiet voice in the New Testament, mm-hmm. a lot of that listening to the marginal people, a lot yeah. of that caring for people who you would ne- ordinarily snub or disagree with, right? Or a lot of even turning the other <coughs> cheek and breaking bread and forgiving your enemies, yeah, and 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 dealing with persecution mm-hmm. and unjustness, yeah, and uh, and and not having to be so self righteous and. You know, meet violence with violence and mm-hmm. hate with hate. Yeah. You know, um, or, or, or and fear with aggression. You know, it's like, you know, there is an evolution of thought here. And I think that's what Dr. King was kind of saying. We made it this far Yeah. in, in this evolution of, of spirituality, this mm-hmm. evolution of thought, this evolu- the idea of the Christ story. Yeah. We made it this far for a reason. Yeah. There's no reason to abandon how how far this message has come and, and evolved and transformed mm-hmm. and built itself with metaphor and nuance and wisdom mm-hmm. and ways of getting together yeah and ways of being peaceful with one another why should we abandon that when we made it this far that's exactly right you know mm-hmm. and um, you know I hate I, you know I, I I sound really old fogey about it but I'm, but I'm like the messages I get mm-hmm. you know through this I'm, I'm really grateful for the people who you know, interpreted it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of broke it down, continue to break it down, you know, and and explore. Yeah. Even through skepticism, mm-hmm. explore the the various, you know, you know, qualities of this. Like Father Justin, I mean, he loves to, like, pick apart even words, you know, that have, like, Greek, you know. Oh, sure. Etymologies and whatever. It's a, yeah. bit, it's a bit much for me sometimes because mm-hmm. I kind of – I kind of just like just give me the spiritual thing, man. Yeah. That's all I want. I don't yeah. really, I don't really need the. Yeah. I don't really need the, a diagram. You yeah. Know, well, you know, it's just it's part of the fun because <coughs> even though the Bible has been interpreted for years and years and years, yeah. And a lot of people would say, well, that's what's wrong with it. Um, I think every time we get together and discuss the, you know, this mm-hmm. stuff, it's like we're a part of that. Yeah. Continuum. We're a part of that, expanding it. Yeah. And and expanding it mm-hmm. is kind of what it was all about. Sure, being expensive. Being expensive doesn't mean like I'm going to trash all the people who came before. I'm going to burn them, mm-hmm. drown them, yeah, do whatever you know. Yeah, like like the you know, like Noah, you know, just like mm-hmm. I'm going to flood that place because it is it's a hellhole, right? You know, it'll start all over. Yeah, and no, the the message now is expand. Expansion doesn't mean um, you know you take people and say you're not allowed in the tent anymore. We mm. want new customers. Yeah. Um, expansion means like, okay, we're going to leave all you guys here. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay with us, but now we need to reach out, mm-hmm. open that door, yeah. and make and, and allow more people to enter, yeah, into the room, mm-hmm. 
expanding means broadening. Sure. And we're a part of that. So that's kind of what that's what I find yeah. rewarding you know, about this. You know, when I think about the uh, the Bible, you know, there's a lot of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, that throws a lot of people off. They're like, Oh my god, they talk about slavery in the Bible and they talk about, you know, how wives and there's misogyny and this and, that and the other. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about this analogy. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents would fix a plate, uh, really actually an aunt, or let's say if we were visiting another um, relative, they would fix a great big plate of food. And a lot of times I don't want to eat all of the food. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, God bless my, you know, my aunts and uncles, but some of them were not great cooks. <laughs> and so I would eat a portion that I knew I really, really couldn't nourish. And, and they would be like, well... Okay, you're not going to eat the rest of it. Well, we'll give it to someone else. And I think about the Bible that way. I think about, <laughs> you know, like even when I look at First Kings, and I, you know, I hadn't even looked at this prior to this morning, yeah. and I was like, wow, okay, that's a lot to. But I can pick up this one. Like I picked up verse eleven, and I was like, okay, that's the nourishment. Th- that's the one I got too. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, the tap, tap, tap on the shoulder, and then you know all that. Yeah. yeah. You know that. I guess I read that just so we could have a little context about what, yeah. about where Elijah was mm-hmm. as far as you know his mood. No, it's perfect, and I think you for know. those who are reading the Bible and who are turned off by it, I would suggest you're not going to be able to absorb all of it and and really connect to all of it. But connect if you are prone to reading the Bible, if you are uh, a Christian or a budding Christian, focus on the things that you can nourish. You know, f- focus the proverbial plate. Those things that you know you can digest no, that so, do co- that does connect in for or, your life, or just you know just read it without any kind of judgment. When we do what do we, what do, we do when we do the uh, Latina, yeah, the, the uh, Divina, I forget the, the yeah, yeah. So <laughs> lecto lecto divina. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> when we do the lecto divina, we've yeah. done this from time to time where we just read it and not really exactly not really think about, it, not judge it, not emphasize anything. Yeah. Just kind of like and. And we read it again, and we read it again, and we just let let the words just kind of wash over you, and right. let, let whatever hit you. It's not about sometimes it's just about what your consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, you know, consciousness just lets come, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, and what your subconscious just lets lets enter, and what sparks a little a little bit of insight or a little bit of you know in, inspiration, you know, it's. It's not about like I got to read this and follow this because that's what it says. It's not. It's not a rule book per se. It's. It's just. It's just a guide. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like here's a way to live a life that that possibly works. Mm-hmm. Possibly works. No. Yeah. And that's kind of how I see it. I, yeah. I see the possibilities of it. Absolutely. You know, I, I think I, the same I, thing. I, I know if, I, if I sat there and thought I needed <coughs> needed a manual for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I'd be a pretty boring person. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So yeah. don't be don't be tripped up about things that you don't understand in the Bible. I mean, yeah. that's why we have ministers, and that's why people go to church uh, sometimes to get a perspective that that's beyond our perspective, or someone who can break it down better than we can. But there are certain things that you can grab onto. Yeah. People love Psalms. People love Proverbs. There's a lot of beautiful poetry. Exactly. Yeah. There's one last thing that I wanted to focus on, not last thing, but one thing that I that sort of popped to my mind. Verse, fi- verse 15 of verse Kings uh, 19. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazal. Is it Hazal? Hazel. I'm going to say Hazal. Say Hazal. King over Aram. And it ends there. 
And I did a quick Wikipedia search, and uh, Hazal, um, King Hazal led the Aramites in battle against the forces of King Joram, Joharam of Israel, and King Azahem, Az, Ahazem, <laughs> of Judah. Yeah. Um, so clearly, he he was a, a warrior who uh, fought these you know these battles. Yeah. And it occurred to me, you know, it's like, wow, that's a, that's a sort of in, strange way of ending uh, the Bible verse. But it reminds me of, you know, when, I, when we think of, when, when we talk about turning the other cheek and the peace of God through the storm, people may take, you know, people may not take to heart, what do I mean? I got to be a punk. I got to just, you know, roll over and play dead while, you know, other people are, you know, punking me out. I've got to match fire with fire. You lo- Not only do you not have faith in God. But you not have you don't have faith that there are other you know sometimes other people are needed in the battle in this you know in in what's happening within your life some people sometimes there are burdens that we try to carry all by ourselves because of our ego and because of our callousnesses and you know we talked about it this morning we're men you know we're supposed to solve all the problems or at least that's what we think yeah exactly that's what we think. That's and, the end of that. <laughs> and it's very clear that God is telling uh, Elijah, listen, there is someone else who is designed to carry this burden. You know, go to him, uh, anoint him king of Aram. He is going to take on this burden. Well, I, th- I, get, a, I get a slightly different message, and I guess it's because after, mm-hmm. after the, all the earthquakes and the fires and the Lord wasn't in those fires, yeah. the Lord wasn't in that thunder or that wind or whatever, mm-hmm. And then there was a quiet sound, and and the Lord was there, mm-hmm. and Elijah was refreshed. Yeah, and he was without purpose. They kept asking, he asked twice, Elijah, why are you here? Yeah, and he says, I, you know, I have no purpose now. I've, everything that I worked for is gone. Yeah, you know, every, everything I believed in ain't working. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. I'm running away. I'm afraid. And now, now, now they want me. Yeah, now they're coming for me. Yeah, and uh, and the quiet voice, you know, tells him after. Mm-hmm. He experiences that, and it's and it's just a sound. It's quiet sound. Yeah, it's not even really something intelligible. It just says a quiet sound. So it's like it feels like it, to me. It sounds like just a feeling. Sure, just the presence of the Lord. Yeah, the presence of the Word. It says, which is like to me, kind of e- equal to the Holy Spirit, or just mm-hmm. just that you know that kind of feeling. Like you're you you feel yeah you feel that okay, it's not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about the Lord. They tell him to go out and just, you know, wait for the Lord's mm-hmm. voice, not yours. Yeah. To tell you what to do, and it w- and then comes the instruction. Yeah. Now you have a purpose. Yes. Now you can get back into the game. Yeah. So once uh, you know, you know, once you do, once you do feel that isolation and loneliness, depression sure. and fear. Yeah. You know, and you and you say, "I'm letting go of me. I'm, I'm not going to listen to me anymore. I'm not going to mm-hmm. listen to loud talkers anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait. You know, for the calm and quiet peace. It's like a Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the sound of silence. Yeah, I'm going to wait for that. You know, and the power and the, you know, and, and let go of my power. Mm-hmm. You know, completely. Then it's like, all right, you did it. Now get back in the game. Yeah. Get back on that horse. Yeah. And that's what we need to think about in our moment of silence, mm-hmm. I think. It, you know, it's like, when is the Lord talking to us? Yeah. How do we make space for that in, these, in our hectic lives? we got to be everywhere, do everything, and follow sure. orders, and, you know, <coughs> you know, 
beat the dog, get the kids to school. Sure. You know, bust yeah. our ass to make you know make you know to, mm-hmm. to make it all work. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, trying to stay out, trying to stay out of trouble at work, trying to stay out of trouble at home, and you know, listening to all the noise. Yeah. Where do we find that quiet place? Yeah. To refresh. Mm-hmm. To 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 not hear the anxieties, and feel the anxieties of the world. Yeah. And then, now what? Now, now, how do we get back in the game? Yeah, no. Now, I, now, now, you gotta. Now, you can't mm-hmm. just stay there, right? You got to get back in the game. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree with you. To un- to listen to, you know, I believe that God is talking to us at all times, mm-hmm. but you know, do we listen? And you know, sometimes He talks to us through others, mm-hmm. through other messages. So yeah. I totally agree with that. I mentioned the the King Arab. Um, I'm sorry, um, Hazal. Beforehand, because it reminds me of King, you know, Dr. King had to let the people know during the civil rights movement, we got to work with Kennedy. We got to work with Lyndon B. Johnson. We have to work with other individuals who can really get the things done that we ourselves can't do. A lot of times we think we can solve our own problems. And a lot of people were protesting at the time, and he was kind of like taking a different message. They're not going to listen to the screamers and the ranters. Yes. You know, (laughs) they're going to listen to the small voices who are civil. Yes. Who are who are calm. Yes. Not that people are losing their minds. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's going to listen to that. I think what we need to think about, too, in the, mm-hmm. the times that come ahead, and this is this is going to come up again when we, yeah. get, when we get close to this election. We're going to hear a lot of screamers. Oh, absolutely. From both sides. Yeah. And how do and, – and at the same time, we got to live our lives. Mm-hmm. And we got to try to evolve as people and, and be happy yeah. as individuals yeah. and be able to – Hopefully, get that happiness to yeah. people who need us to. Mm-hmm. Whether it be people you don't know at all, people you think you know, mm-hmm. you know, are pe- are people that you want to reach out to, mm-hmm. or maybe people who depend on you and lives yeah. are, are kind of like hoping you'll, mm-hmm. you know, you'll you'll be there, be strong, and, and be capable. Yeah, you know, of helping. Mm-hmm. I think what we need to think about, think about this. We'll think about this this week. What mm-hmm. can what, what what can we change, and and what are we gonna what are we gonna try to do this week? Yeah. What am I going to try to do this week? Yeah, you know. Yeah, today, you yeah. know, I, and you know, and how can I how can I use that that kind of peaceful message? Yeah, to kind of get 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 me back in the game, get exactly. me back on it. You know. Yeah, I think my take the lesson that I will learn that I will carry through this week is not to react to the storm. Well, it looks like you already started. React to the peace. <laughs> you already, you already yeah. started that. <laughs> By example. Exactly. By example. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's more fun, you mm-hmm. know. It, you know, if you can you can find a way to peacefully uh, coexist. Mm-hmm. You've you you're, you you've uh, you've done it. <laughs> yeah. You you you've stumbled onto something that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Well. All right. I think we. Uh, yeah, I just want. I just through. wanted to say for those who listen to the podcast, and you may catch us during an episode where you know Craig may say, "Well, you know, I look at it a different way." And this is one of the cool things about what we do. You got to have faith. Is we come from different, you know, um, theological and religious backgrounds, and if there's nothing boring, it's it's ha- listening to a podcast or especially faith based, uh, you know, whatever, where everyone is saying the exact same thing and look at it through the exact same way. And I think the contrast that we have really enriches, you know, what what we do. I mean, we never fight, you know, on <laughs> online, but we we come from from a different. We come from from so many different perspectives that 
I think, you know, like a, a listener can say, oh, wow, I can see that perspective. I can see the other perspective. And, yeah, he was thinking the same way that I was thinking. And I like that contrast. That contrast sort of makes it We really miss fresh. you, Deb. We miss you, Deb. Yeah, come on back. We, we have, <laughs> I'm sorry. That we, third perspective. We don't have a feminine voice here. I know, and we <laughs> need it. We need it badly. <laughs> and we and, and we, hope, we, we hope you guys have tolerated us. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. All right. You want to close this out? I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you once again for allowing us to be together and blessing us, uh, blessing us, you know, so that we can uh, walk the walk and do the things you want to do. And um, I want to say blessings to all all faithful people, you know, who uh, who tune into this and uh, get some kind of nourishment out of it. Um, I hope it uh, I hope it kind of inspires you a little bit uh, and uh, help us to reach better wisdom too. You know, we're we're not scholars, we're not theologians, we're just uh, just normal everyday everyday folks trying to understand spirituality in a way that we can help ourselves in the world. And thank you, Lord, uh, for those blessings and uh, give us the strength uh, to go on the journey and do the things you want us to do. In Jesus' name, we praise and thank you. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> another good one. All right, and here is my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us, on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm at Reg Space Clay. You can find Deb Calgar at D.L. Carragher. Uh, Craig, we're still trying to get him on uh, social media, but that's uh, been difficult. But you can also reach all of us on uh, Facebook, our personal Facebook account. And also, uh, we have a You Gotta Have Faith Facebook page. So you can always um, let us know how, what you think of the podcast on there. Um, don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years. And even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology... It still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast where you're listening to it now, but just tell your friends on the Apple Podcast app or really any app that you use to listen to podcasts or on iTunes. If you are one of those who listen to your uh, your podcasts on a desktop or a laptop, you can just open up your iTunes app, click on store, go on the search engine on the upper right hand side and search for you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download SoundCloud or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you'll find us. Thank you for listening and God bless each and every one of you.